So it's 107 degrees outside here in Southern California. That's fucking hot. I do not do well in heat, um, especially when it gets past the hundreds. And for some reason, I put up with it out here. <laughs> so last time I told you guys about a learning le- life lesson uh, for my son. And my daughter had her own life lesson about life and death the other day. Our, uh, we have two bunnies had two bunnies and they've been staying out on the side of the house which is generally uh shaded actually shaded all the time so we have them in like this hutch out there it's open we have a little fan for them we set out little frozen water bottles and frozen two liter bottles and all that kind of stuff when it gets this hot and that has worked great you know a lot of you know a lot of people when we got the bunnies, we're like, you know, surprised that we kept them outside. But they'd they'd been living outside with another family this whole time. And as long as you followed the steps, you know, the, these bunnies would thrive and they'd be great. Well, we have some friends coming from out of town. And my wife went to go pick them up from the airport. And my daughter wanted to show them the bunnies when they arrived So she set them out in this pen that we have set out on the grass for evenings and, you know, early mornings, times when it's nice and cool for them to hop around and play and they eat the grass and we put little hay in there and they, they have a blast, you know, and, and during the winter and spring, you, you can put them out there and they, they love it. They're there. We have a little shaded area and they would go in there. Well, the day before she had tried to put them out there and I told her not to because it's summertime it's getting hot and these rabbits will not survive if they're put out in that pen and I told her as she was trying to do that the day before well she got a little excited I guess yesterday and as my wife went to go get our friends unbeknownst to me she put them out in that pen and I didn't check I'm not going outside it's hot it's damn hot. I'm staying in here. I had no idea she had set those bunnies out. And when our friends got here, and once Danny went out to show them our bunnies, they were dead. I don't know how many of you have lost a pet, probably most of you, but this just was the worst possible scenario for an 11-year-old going on 12. For my wife, who loved cuddling with those bunnies. For me, I mean, hell, I mean, I they're my pets too. I, I love those little bunnies. Anyway, it was just total pandemonium, total grief, tears. My daughter felt horrible because she was, in a sense, responsible for the death of these two bunnies. And it was just... It was ridiculous. So she learned her first real lesson in kind of life and death and really, um, it was, it was crazy. We're starting the summer off 
with a bang. My kids are, this is what I was afraid of. This is the kind of stuff that terrifies me that I don't know if I'm ready for as a dad of older kids. Like, mistakes will have more and more serious consequences. And that's what I tried to instill in her, was that you're getting older, you have more responsibilities, and you need to listen and remember certain rules, especially with pets, because these rules are put in place to keep these pets alive. And so my wife and I were talking, my wife is distraught, and everyone's distraught. And I had to deep dig deep down and remember the times in Iowa when I was on a farm and, you know, dealt with death with with our animals. We had sheep and chickens and stuff like that, and we would have to deal with this kind of stuff. But they're like more livestock. But there was this one time when our my childhood dog, the dog that I had known my entire life, and she would always lay down in the shade in back of the garage. And I was getting ready to register for college. And of course, knowing me, I'm always running late. So I'm running late, and I pushed, put up the garage door, hop in my car, and just jet out of there. And next thing I realized is I ran over our dog, Tikla. She was a black mutt. She was old, but I'd known this dog since she was a puppy. And here I was responsible, basically, for the death of our dog. So I relayed that story to Danny, and that that seemed to help. So another teaching moment for our kids, and but it was just it was awful. What a what a day, and what a start off, what a kickoff to a vacation for our friends. It was absolutely horrific. So in memory of our our bunnies, uh, Cookie and Kane. I'm drinking some Suntory whiskey, Toki. My wife got me this Japanese whiskey. It's really good for Father's Day. And uh, may may you little bunnies rest in peace. So speaking of kids, I thought that today I would talk a little bit about my my journey, my faith journey a little more. If you've listened to the first episode I ever did, uh, you can get a sense for for my my story, why I fell away from Christianity, why I had heavy heavy doubts, and I've mentioned it in in other shows and stuff. But as this season store, uh, but as this season four has started, and I, I guess I've mentioned it in other podcasts about, you know, um, finding peace and not being so bitter and and everything and just allowing this journey to happen. I mean, I've, there's been seeds of that throughout this show, but I feel like this latest season, uh, my focus is even, I, I guess I'm more focused number one on producing really great episodes that hopefully people will want to revisit. And number two, I really am making it a point to keep any bitterness and anger out of these episodes and to kind of treat the faith journey as something that you can find peace in. Because 
so many people will deconstruct or walk away from their religion and never really get anywhere in their life where they have peace. And that's really important. That's something as I'm getting older and as my kids are getting older, something that I really think is important. And I wanted to kind of talk about, number one, like why I can't let go of God. Why I can't let that idea go. And Joey recently texted me and he asked me, Joey, he he helped me co-host the first couple seasons. And he asked me why, you know, what is it that keeps this kind of search and this hope for God in my life? You know, what is it that draws me to this thing that I don't see, to this thing that I don't see, that I don't understand, you know? And I, I, I told him, I, I go, I think it's my kids because I've seen each of them born. Seeing them born was a life-changing experience and I can never let go of that. Like that, I feel seeing your genes, <laughs> you know, your weird uh, idiosyncrasies in these children that somehow you're responsible for creating, you're involved in creating these children. I mean, that's huge and that's profound. And so that is kids. I think really my kids have kept me uh, from abandoning the idea of God altogether. So I'm embracing that. Like that gives me peace. So as much questions as, as I have, as much uh, criticism I have to organized religion, Western Christianity, mainly because that's what I was raised up in. Um, my children have been God and have been my window to God throughout their lives. And, and I'm, I'm curious and I know people have kids and they are atheists and, but, but most of the people I've talked to, you know, most people in my life who are atheists or really agnostic or, you know, um, they don't have that. So I'm interested, like if you're listening to this and you're an atheist, uh, and you have kids and like, what do you, what do you think about that? You know, about life, about seeing that life created, you know, what does that mean to you? I'm really curious. And, and then with all sincerity, I, I, I would like to know, because for me and my kids have kept me kind of in have kept God around in a way. And, it's, and, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Now, it's not, I wouldn't say it's the God of the uh, Western Christianity right now, these, you know, uh, evangelical or uh, charismatic, not, well, charismatic Christian, all that, like those denominations, right? God's a lot bigger and a lot simpler than I think these denominations of Christianity represent. So, anyway, I've just, just, I've just been thinking about that. And then, like I said, like I'm finally at a place where I feel like ultimate peace in this journey that I've been on. Now, the journey's not over at all. 
But I, but it's been, it's taken me probably a good five years to really get to this point and just kind of surrender it, surrender the doubts and the fears and channel them in a positive way. It's been, it, there's been, it's been process. It's been, been, you know, been chipping away as, as you've heard, if you've heard all these episodes, you've, you've, you've got probably got the gist of it. And I got my, uh, I believe on the first diary episode that I did, I mentioned, you know, when, and in my conversation with David Bazan, that realizing or having that turning point in my, in my marriage and having Jen realize that, um, you know, give me the, give me the, I would say pass, I guess, to, to keep these doubts and questions going. But, um, but when I realized that I should be teachable, when she asked me, just be teachable, you know, and that, that, that she loves me no matter what, but be teachable. That was a very turning point, I think in my bitterness and anger. And so, so I want to kind of share, I guess, with, with you who's listening, if you're on a faith journey, I don't know where you are. And like I've said, we've, we've mentioned this quite a bit that the, the deconversion process or the doubting process or the deconstruction process, all that brings in stages of grief and it's healthy to go through those. But if you stay in the anger and the bitterness, that will fester and that will not bear any positive fruit in your journey. You need to continue to seek out places that harbor positive and healthy discussion, no matter what it is, as long as it's positive and healthy and not just bashing and bashing away at religion and people who are religious and people who have a different worldview. That I think a lot of people and a lot of atheists, especially I see, and it's just what I see. They get stuck there in, in that, but it's good to recognize that. And, and if you get to a place of peace, that's the most important part and as Joey said, he's he's also at a, he's reached um, peace in his life as far as all this goes. Him and I have, you know, we're on different levels, you know, but but finding that peace is the most important thing you need to do. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit how I things that I did throughout my journey here and things that I've read and, and podcasts that have really helped me. So one of the first things I started doing was kind of finding lectures about the New Testament. And then I moved in the Old Testament. Now, the New Testament lectures, I think we have mentioned this or somewhere, but there's a professor, a Yale professor, his name is Dale Martin. Dale B. Martin. And if you just type in New Testament New Testament lecture, you'll find it. It's Yale Courses. Fantastic series of lectures that I'm going to actually revisit. I'm going to try to convert these into audio form. Or they're, yeah, they're probably available on the Yale Courses website somewhere. But really, really good lectures about the New Testament, how it was created, like no nonsense, no bullshit, and just fantastic to have that understanding. And then what I did was, it was a little, you know, it was a little heavier, but I found some Old Testament lectures, also Yale Courses, with Christine Hayes. And that's available as well. Uh, there's like there's 24 videos, but trying like finding no nonsense, no bullshit lectures on the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, 
New Testament and Old Testament, really helped me understand where that book came from, and I was able to process things from there. Now, I was still very, you know, very, you know, anti-Christianity, just like, I'm done, like, all that, oh, these just prove everything's bullshit, but now that I have that foundation, I actually really, really love the Bible now. My, the, my understanding is on a whole other level. So at the point I'm at now, I want to revisit these lectures, but these did help build a foundation that I was able to think back on and, and, and chew on as I have been going through my journey. So the next thing was podcasts. There's a shit ton of podcasts out there. And there's, there's mine, which you can check out, theaxpx.com. There's a lot of really good ones right now with a Christian slant of people, more progressive and liberal Christians. Um, there's one called The Bible for Normal People by Peter Enns. Highly recommend you check that out. He attacks the Bible from a lot of different angles, has a lot of great guests. Another one would be The Liturgist Podcast. And this I've mentioned this quite a bit. It's a Michael Gunger and uh, Mike McCarg's podcast. He's, he's Science Mike. But that's a very good podcast that tackles a lot of uh, a lot of subjects in regards to losing one's faith, finding faith. Um, they tackle, I believe, they they, they tackle homosexuality. They tackle uh, Christian uh, violence. They they tackle a whole lot of things. And they're really well produced. Really great. I always end up crying. I think every every episode they make me cry. <laughs> Some manipulative bastards, but is, that's a very that's a very good one. If you're if you don't don't really have a community, if you're feeling lost, if you're doubting and and really needing to deconstruct things, that's a really really good podcast. Another one that I just found recently is called Holy Heretics, and I'm hoping to have the guys on the podcast very soon. But when I first heard it, I was like, ah, oh, here we go, you know. I didn't think I was going to like it, but give it a chance. It's these two pastors from the South, and they both had a change in their worldview away from fundamentalist uh, Christianity. Their stories are, are great. Once you get through their stories, you really get a good background on them. And they're, again, very progressive uh, Christianity, a lot of really good interviews so far. And really worth checking out. That one's really been feeding my soul lately a lot. So um, so that's another one to check out. And then, as you'll hear on the newest AXPX podcast, um, Azer Uncaged is a really good feminist look at theology uh, and uh, progressive Christianity and a lot of really, really good conversations. And I I would say definitely check that one out. Not produced... You know, I mean, it's just it's a conversation between between these two intelligent and funny women and highly recommend you check it out. I believe their production value does get better as they as they go along, but stick with it the first few episodes. But a lot of really good stuff there. And that's just a small handful. Now, when I was going through my shit, I listened to um, The Thinking Atheist with Seth Andrews. I've interviewed him on the podcast before. And that was a good, I mean, it, it's a, it's a really interesting podcast to, if you're going through some stuff and want to hear different perspectives, uh, he does a really good job. He has a lot of bitterness towards the church and Christianity and religion in general, 
but he's one of the better ones and definitely uh if you're interested definitely check it out and those i think are the handful there's probably more and as i remember more i'll probably mention them and on the podcast and things and i'll be tweeting out stuff um but finding these types of podcasts are really good especially if you commute and help you kind of think things through hear different perspectives and uh very 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 crucial i think in this day and age to attacking this stuff especially if you feel like you can't talk to anyone in your close circle so next up i would say find people you can talk to personally work this stuff out if you can that would be uh that would be a, a very healthy way to go. Or find someone through Facebook. There's a lot of Facebook groups. Uh, I know when I was going through my stuff, Joey, I was kind of sending out lifelines on Facebook. He saw the stuff that I was posting, and he um, he saw that I was struggling or struggling to figure this out, and he was too. So he contacted me directly. A lot of other people contacted me directly to tell me, you know, to ask me what's wrong. <laughs> And then finally, uh, there, if you have time, work through some books. There's a lot of really good books out there. Jay Baker has been always uh, really easy to read and uh, someone that I have I've always found value in at certain, uh, certain seasons in my life. His book, Faith, Doubt, and Other Lines I've Crossed, is a really good kind of jumping point into being someone who has doubt and faith and attacking that. And uh, it's a really good book. It's a really easy read. Another good one as far as Bible stuff goes, I mentioned Pete Enns. He has a a book called The Bible Told Me, uh, The Bible Tells Me So. And this is one that really helped me, um, almost kind of brought me back to really enjoying the Bible and getting a a good historical perspective on it. And, And his perspective is great. Let's see here. Anything by Bart Ehrman, if you're looking for, it's a little bit heavier lifting, but um, Misquoting Jesus, the story behind who changed the Bible and why is a really good uh, kind of introduction into how he thinks and who he is. And uh, he's, very, I think, very valuable as far as biblical study. And he's someone who's using this to kind of work out his his faith. He's, I believe right now, he's agnostic, but... Um, I really value the way he approaches the Bible. A couple other ones here. I mentioned Seth Andrews. His He has a book, Deconverted, A Journey from Religion to Reason. Uh, very easy read. And just getting this per, the perspective from someone who has lost their faith, I think he has a lot of valuable things to say and how he lost his faith and why and, and everything. And um, just interesting to get, his, get that perspective. An easy read to get the perspective from someone who's come out of religion and Christianity into atheism. And then a couple more here, uh, Trip Fuller. He, I had him on the podcast before. He is a theology nerd. The guy is so smart. He has a homebrewed Christianity podcast, which I actually forgot to mention, which is very fun to listen to. They kind of get deep into theology stuff, a little over my head. I had him on my podcast before and he (laughs) went over my head so much. Check out the podcast if you haven't. But Trip Fuller, his homebrewed Christianity, he has uh, a, a series of books that are very, very interesting, very fun reads and tackling theology from his 
perspective. Uh, his is called Jesus, Lord, Liar, Lunatic, or Awesome. They have a few more in that series, and I would recommend you check them out. And then finally, um, another podcast I forgot to mention is they're called Drunk Ex Pastors. Really great podcast. Really uh, has helped me to pastors. Again, I believe they're from Calvary Chapel Pastors. Uh, they came out of that fundamentalist conservative Christian uh, into different perspectives. And they both have, I believe, are in, have different perspectives as well. But uh, Jason Stellman has a book called Misfit Faith, Confessions of a Drunk Ex-Pastor that um, is, is a very good book to check out. So uh, there we go. There's some plugs for some stuff. If... If you're someone who is going through starting a, a deconstruction, um, it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to kind of just want to walk away. If you're someone who is deconstructing but still holding dear to your core faith, to Jesus and what Jesus stood for, which is the the thing that I'm holding on to, uh, Jesus's message of grace and love is transformative. And something that I can never let go of and will always be valuable to me. So as I've been going through my journey, this is some of the stuff that I've collected, I've listened to, that's helped me process this stuff. And my ultimate recommendation would be, you know, don't rush, don't have an end date, enjoy the journey, but... um your your goal should be finding peace and getting out of this stage of anger and although it is good to go through that you need to have this in the back of your mind that you need to get through it and start to rebuild because the rebuilding process is where the peace comes and uh is for me like right now I I'm I'm the happiest I think I've been in a long time. And, uh, and, and I feel free. Like I can discuss my doubts, where I've come from, where I would like to end up and, and, and things like that. So anyway, this little diary is just uh, to encourage some of you who are going through this and start up a dialogue with you as well. Let me know what you've read. What, what have you done and what, what has been valuable to, to you on your journey? And if you have any questions, if you need just moral support, I'm here. Just drop me a line. Sean at theaxpx.com. You can also go to theaxpx.com. There's a contact form right there. You can you can drop me a line. So that's it. That's all I got on this one for you guys. Thank you for listening. And I'm really excited about this whole feminism uh subject I'm tackling on on the main episodes. I hope you guys get a lot of, a lot out of that and please uh, stay in touch with your thoughts and you know if there's anything you would like me to look into for a future podcast, um, drop me a line. All right. All of you guys have a great week. I'll uh, I'll talk to you next time.